We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's talk to Super Bowl champion head coach. His name is Brian Billick. He's brought to you by Signal Relief. Enter promo code COACH for 20% off. Signal Relief reduces the impact of pain so you can get back to life without limitations. The single patch that provides one entire year of pain relief coach how's it going this afternoon doing great how you doing good we are trying to go over uh, the oc options basically for the cleveland browns and i, I think it's really tough because uh, we don't know if kevin Stefanski will give up the play calling duties and uh we got a name already today seahawks offensive line coach andy dickerson i don't know if you know anything about andy dickerson or not but uh i would imagine he wouldn't be calling plays if he comes here how important is it for Stefanski to either stake making the play calls because he feels like that's what he does best or to relinquish that so it gives you more candidates that you know maybe have done it in the past or at least come with a little bit of a, a bigger resume than someone like Andy Dickerson. Well, it's it's kind of a dealer's choice. I mean, it's just to pick him. Kevin Stefanski is a good offensive coach. He's been a good play caller. If he chooses to hold on to it and continue to do that, it's fine. Obviously, that's a different coordinator that you're looking for. Uh, you're looking for someone to come in and maybe have an expertise uh, in the offensive line, maybe on the back end, because at the end of the day, Kevin Stefanski is still going to run it. Now, if he's choosing to step away from it, which is fine, too. I've done both as a head coach, where I've run the offense, where I've relinquished it, where relinquished it to a, an offensive coordinator, then, uh, then that's obviously a different set of candidates, and, and, that, and you're going in a little bit different direction because that's a total redirection and revamp of what you're going to do offensively, whether you need that or not. You know, that's for them to decide. Um, but obviously it's a different pool of candidates when you do one or the other. When you look at the offensive coordinator position here in Cleveland, how much do you, do you think the Browns are like, hey, we need to get somebody that, that meshes with Deshaun Watson. we got to find a way to get the most out of Deshaun next year. Well, I don't know that that's not Kevin Stepanski. If you think that's the issue and that you need to bring someone in that's more in tune with Deshaun Watson, that's a whole other issue. That's a whole other wa- uh, 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 kettle of fish, so to speak. Um, but he still has to get along the head coach and the quarterback, whether you're calling the plays or not. So I don't know that that is something that you, you, know, you need to specifically address. If you're deciding you need to bring someone in that has a little more expertise in that particular style of play, that, that Deshaun Watson has. Okay, I can, I can see that. Bring someone in that's had worked in that style a little bit more if Kevin Stefanski is not comfortable with that. I don't know that he isn't. I think, I think he did a great job, and, and particularly in having to adjust and change the offense uh, when uh, Joe Flacco came in. So, yeah, th- these are all – there are important questions. Uh, I don't know that, that there's a definitive answer to it other than from Kevin Stefanski who decides that, you know what, I'm going to do – uh, step back and be more of the head coach, and that's a legitimate perspective. You know, when you you see it all the time, when you have done when you're an offensive coordinator, it's a 24/7 job, 365 days a year, totally encompassing. That's all you can think about. And then you get a head job, and you decide, okay, I can do both, and and that's probably a little unrealistic. You you kind of need to be either or. There's some that do both, but if you do, 
then and you're going to hold on to the play calling and be the offensive coordinator, then you better have someone, a right-hand man, that's going to do those head coaching things in lieu of when you're, you know, your focus is on, on the offense and what you're doing with the play calling. If you decide to, to, to revert to that position, then you need that offensive coordinator to do all those things that you were doing and know have to be done as an offensive coordinator. It sounds like, and tell me if I'm wrong here, but it sounds like you're kind of saying that you feel like most coaches shouldn't be uh, play callers as, as if like, if you're going to be, uh, don't no. take on two jobs, basically. No, no, I don't think that's the case. Some guys okay. do it better than others. Some are good at it. That's how they got the job. Um, it, it's just that if you do, if you choose to do that, wh- what, what I'm saying is you can't do both all encompassing. You either, if you're going to be the head coach, then you've got to bring in an offensive coordinator that runs what he wants to do. Certainly you're going to oversee it and, and have input to it, but you've got to let him do that job. Or you're going to be the head coach that calls the offensive plays and, and, and does all those things that goes entailed with it. But you better have a strong right-hand man that's going to do – I call it the 3 a.m. rule. <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like a lot of guys my age. You get up at 3 a.m. and you do whatever you do. <laughs> what are you thinking about then? If you're thinking about, well, do I put this guy in the flat? Do I run this at this depth? What? Well, then, then you're the offensive coordinator, and you better have someone who's waking up at 3 a.m. going, well, what about the roster? What about the structure of what we're doing a game uh, on a practice standpoint? How are we traveling this week? Uh, you better have somebody doing that that you trust and can interact with uh, because that, there's a lot to do in both jobs. Why do you think it went down this past couple of days the way that it did? Do you think it was a direct result of the playoff loss, or do you feel like maybe Kevin Savansky in, in firing his offensive coordinator, in, in firing his running backs coach, and firing his tight ends coach just felt like he maybe just needed to shake it up and get some new voices in the room? That may be the case. It's one of a couple things. It's either he's deciding to go in a totally different direction. He's going to turn it over to a coordinator, let him bring in some of his guys as well, and totally turn that over, which is fine. Or it's, no, I need some new voices. I need some new input. I'm still going to call it, but I need some of that new energy to come into it to maybe challenge me a little bit and look at what we're doing, but I'm still going to call it. I mean, you, you can see it either way. Brian Bell joining us here, 92.3 The Fan. Let me ask you this. Uh, Steelers announced today, Mike Tomlin said that uh, they're going to hire an offensive coordinator from the outside. We've done a lot of offensive coordinator talk in the past couple of days. That's where our mind is at. Uh, if it was you, which would you rather prefer? Being the offensive coordinator where you don't get to call plays for Deshaun Watson here in Cleveland or being the offensive coordinator where you call plays but Kenny Pickett is your quarterback in Pittsburgh? <laughs> Boy, that's, a, that's an interesting choice. Uh, you know, ultimately a coach, if he's worth a salt, is going to go someplace where he gets to do what he wants to do and make the call. And I'll find a quarterback or I'll coach that quarterback up. Um, as a career move, that, that, that's, that's what that guy's going to do. Uh, the other guy that's going to come in, not call the plays, but work with Sean Watson, is coming in just because it's a, it's maybe a step up for him. He gets to work. He, he's basically going to be the quarterback coach. So you're asking, do you, would you rather be a coordinator uh, with, without a definitive quarterback or be a quarterback coach with a really good quarterback? I mean, most guys professionally would say, you know, particularly if they're at that point in their development, no, I want to be the coordinator and, and I'll, I'll make a go of it with the guy we have. If you're Bill Belichick, why do you take the Falcons' job? You know, that's a good question. I, at 72 years old, the question is, do, why do you take any job? You know, <laughs> Fair point. On. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm 70 years old, and, and, and I, I can't imagine, you know, it, I, I, I'm, I'm happy not being part of the grind. Uh, now, Bill Belichick's a different breed of cat, you know, and maybe he wants to still do it. 
Um, I, he can take the, the whatever job he takes. The key is, is he going to have absolute total control? Because that's what Bill's going to do. He's not going to go anywhere he, where he has to answer to anybody outside of the owner in what they're doing. Uh, and if he can have that in Atlanta, then, then so be it. Uh, there again, it goes back to your earlier question. What are the most attractive jobs? Where do I want to go? I want to go where you got the best quarterback. Best job available right now is with Justin Herbert in, in, uh, in, with L.A. and the Chargers. Uh, the other guys, Atlanta would be a great job, great organization, but you gotta, you got to address the quarterback. Uh, you know, Carolina, any of these jobs are open. It's the same question. If you don't have the quarterback, it's not as good a job. So that's if you want to rate the jobs that are available and what you should be looking at, it's who's got the best quarterback. Yeah, let me ask you about that because uh, you know Dak Prescott. Obviously, we think the world of him as far as a talent, but when the bright lights go on, he's just he's just faltered, Coach. It's just, there's no other way to put it. And and I I didn't think that should fall at the feet of McCarthy. I really didn't. He tw- three straight twelve win seasons. It's when you ask a giraffe to climb a tree, sometimes you get the impossible task. Is that more on, uh, you know, maybe having too high of expectations on Dak, or is McCarthy really letting Dallas down? Which one is it? Well, I think Dak's a capable quarterback, and I know in that game, the other game, yeah, Dak didn't perform particularly well, but uh, he didn't take a single snap on defense, uh, and it's that Dallas defense that just just couldn't hold up. Jordan Love was spectacular. Uh, they they're just they just couldn't do anything to stop. Plus, the two pick sixes, though. I mean, over. that's that's a dagger, as you know, Coach. What's that? The two pick sixes before halftime, though. That's a dagger. You know that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That I, I understand that, but but there's a lot of quarterbacks that throw interceptions. You know, Brock Purdy is a pretty darn good quarterback, and and uh, I love what I see in a Brock Purdy. But he threw a bunch of interceptions against the uh, Baltimore Ravens. So do you make a change in in uh, San Francisco because of the one game? I, I I don't think that's the case. Now that that's got to step up. He's gonna you know Peyton Manning got a lot of criticism for a long time because he wasn't able to win. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Playoff game and go to a championship yeah. until he actually did. Dak's carrying around that. Sam, I saw an article today. Is Dak the next Tony Romo? Well, that could be could be true. You know, a lot of great stats, has a lot of wins, but just couldn't do it in in with the bright lights on and and, and in the playoffs. That may be the case. Uh, I, I don't know why that would be the case. I think he's a capable quarterback. There's a lot of things that go into it, uh, but I, I don't know that I'd be willing to to say. You know what? Uh, let's get rid of Dak Prescott because he threw a couple pick sixes in a playoff game. You know, it's hard to think, just talking about another kind of player that I, I don't know if it's fair to say he struggled. He hasn't really had too many opportunities, but he's got one playoff win. We'll go to Baltimore, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson. Uh, it, it doesn't feel like this is the year that Lamar once again struggles in the postseason. It feels like this is the year, Coach, where Lamar gets over the hump here. Yeah, no question. And it's it's like the same conversation we have. You know, it, it, it could be, well, let's get rid of Lamar Jackson. Well, not so fast. He's a pretty good quarterback. This is the best team that he's had. Now, if they don't get it done against a really talented young Texans team, and obviously you got to love what C.J. Stroud's doing, but if for whatever reason they don't get it done, then, then they'll be asking the same questions of Lamar Jackson, who is likely to be the MVP of the league this year. So, you know, it, it, you're kind of looking at it from the same reference point. Yes, he's got to make it happen in the championship games and the big games 
They're at home. There's all those expectations. Uh, if I'm a betting man, I'm betting he's going to do it. But then he's got to turn right around. He's going to face either Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes at home in Baltimore. You know, it's, it's the one challenge after the other. And, and until he does it, then there's going to be that legitimate, well, can he? Bills Chiefs on Sunday, Patrick Mahomes' first ever road playoff game. Uh, I, I'm actually going to this game as, as a fan, as I'm, I'm an ex-Bills player, and I'm pretty pumped about it, taking the kids up there. Uh, can the Bills get it done? Can they get over the hump against Mahomes? Sure they can. I don't think the fact that it's his playing a road playoff game is for the first time is a big deal. He's played in a lot of road big games, so he's going to be fine with that. Uh, the fact that it's two good teams and two great young quarterbacks, um, I'm of, of that combination, I'm worried most about the Bills' defense holding up. Uh, they, they have struggled. They've been better as of the last month. Chiefs' defense is playing pretty good. Uh, Josh Allen is good. He will be, you know, this thing could be a track meet. Patrick Mahomes, we know that Kansas City hasn't been as explosive, but they've been more physical with Pacheco and the running game. And so to me, that's the biggest question going in, not about the young quarterbacks, because they're going to play well uh, and they're going to be spectacular. Um, but but can the Bills' defense hold up? It's going to be a great atmosphere in Buffalo. Those fans, the Bills Mafia, they're so, so excited about finally having that opportunity in Buffalo. Uh, that That's going to make it a, a fun game to watch. We go back to the Browns for one more here, Coach. We'll get you out of here. Sure. When it comes to Joe Flacco, if you're the Browns, if, if it was you, do you bring him back, or is that too much of a, a the fan base is going to start to say uh, the first time Watson struggles that Flacco needs to be the quarterback, he needs to be in, uh, you know, leading the team there? Is that is that too much around Flacco to bring him back for another season? Well, I don't know that you need to really do that. He can probably go home, and if you have to do that, you can reach back out and get him off his couch, and he'll come back in and probably play pretty well. To have him in that building, you know, well, we love you, Deshaun. You're the guy. We're behind you. We're going to design everything around you. But we're going to keep this guy here just in case you don't play well, as opposed to, no, we're, of course we're going to have a backup quarterback that obviously if something happens, we can put in. I don't know that that's a healthy dynamic for the building. Uh, and, and so it might be better to let Joe kind of go off and, and uh, know that he's kind of still there. And probably midseason, just come back in and crank it up again if you need it for him to. I tell it single relief, and of course you can enter the promo code COACH for 20% off there. Uh, this is the real deal. I became aware of them about six months ago, and you know, play, I've dealt with thousands of players. It's all about what? It's about dealing with that prohibitive pain during the course of the season that keeps you from doing the things you need to do. And every doctor, orthopedic surgeon, physical therapist I've ever worked with will also tell you that the idea that motion is lotion. The best way to rehab and work is to work through the pain to work your muscles and joints. Well, that's exactly what Signal Relief can do for you. It's a patch. It's not an ointment. It's not an icy hot. It's not a TENS unit. What it is, it works with the electrical impulses in your body because that's really what pain is. It blocks the impulses that allows you to, to you put it where you need it. it. We say put it between the pain and the brain and allows you then to can do those other things to work your way through it. Uh, it's an amazing product. Uh, uh, like I said, you go to SignalRelief.com, put in promo code COACH, and you get 20% back. This is, this is the real deal. It's 100% guaranteed. It's reusable for a year, so it's very effective. You put it where you need it. After 18 holes of golf, I'm putting it on my lower back. If I get out of the pool, it's on my shoulder or my upper back. So it's an amazing product. People need to check it out to deal with the pain of life. Brian Bellick, thank you so much. We'll catch up with you later. Sounds good. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.